Hi guys, and thanks again for uh, listening to another episode of Everything Local. Today I'm joined by Jazz from Active Opportunities. Jazz, thanks for joining me. Thanks, Josh. Thanks for having us. Pleasure. Um, we've known each other for a while. We had the opportunity to sell your place and then help you buy in Wesley. Yes, so absolutely. how's all that going? Yes, very well and loving loving the neighbourhood and loving the place, so thank you. Yeah, good stuff. That's all right. I think we're talking about some plans for the future for that as well, so that's exciting. Yep. Yeah, good stuff. So um, tell us, Active Opportunities, um, what's it about? What do you guys do? And give us a bit of background where it starts. And, and yeah, a bit of an overview on it. Yeah, so um, we've, we've been going for the last seven years. We're a not-for-profit charity organisation, so we're 100% volunteer-based, uh, and we've basically um, come about really uh, with a, I guess, a, a segment in the market where we're trying to service children with disabilities with accessible mm. sports programs. Yeah. Um, so a friend of mine, Mark Davies, uh, and I used to work for the Australian Sports Commission. And uh, we basically found that there weren't enough sports programs for children with disabilities. So uh, we, we sort of broke away from, from the Sports Commission, came out and uh, uh, created a not-for-profit organisation, which yeah. uh, which obviously takes a lot of time and patience and, and a lot of goodwill from, from volunteers and, and some fundraising. Um, but basically, we started over at the Northern Beaches. Uh, we, we teamed up with a special needs schools there called yeah. Fisher Road School. Okay. Um, and so they were very, very nice to us in terms of lending their lending their space and their time in terms of their volunteers mm. um, so we created this program which was basically one on one every Saturday morning um, and what we found was the need far outweighed what, what we could uh, you know help with in terms of that demand so uh, we started searching for collaboration across you know the community itself but mm. also across the state so quite luckily we teamed up with uh, Football New South Wales um, who have a Football for All program which is basically soccer programs for um, clubs that want to take on children with disabilities and, yeah. and offer those services um, and then we all we were also very lucky we teamed up with a local football association in the northern beaches called Manly Warringah Football Association okay. um, so they at the time were looking to run a football for all program and um, from there we, we started a, a program on a Saturday morning um, they helped us out with free football kits that they donated towards us they gave us free space in terms of um, some of the fields that yeah. they have access to at Cromer Park um, and we kicked it off uh, seven years ago just um, you know a few volunteers um, spread the word across the northern beaches yeah. before we knew it we had 40 kids come down <laughs> and uh, uh, we thought we were in a bit of trouble in terms of uh, what, what we needed to do so I mean today Today, as, as we've kind of grown over the years, um, we've, we've got two groups now set over there. We've, we've got an older age group, which is a cohort from seven years ago, as, as they yep. side. So uh, we start at the age of five and we sort of go up to the age of 16. Yeah, wow. um, so we've got an co- older cohort of between the 12 and 16-year-olds. Yep. Um, and then a, a younger cohort group, which are f- relatively new last year or two, um, between five and 12 years of age. Um, and then we found from that particular programme, because it was so successful that parents were travelling from uh, across the North Shore all the way yeah. from Hornsby, uh, Linfield, uh, North Sydney, etc. And they were coming over to the programme. So the need really was for our families over over across to the North Shore. And, and we were quite lucky then to team up with uh, one of the biggest clubs across the North Shore, a, a Linfield Football Club. Yeah. Um, and again, they provide, helped provide a, a space for us, provided free kits. Um, they've also helped fundraise for us. Uh, and that particular program has been running for the past three years. Yeah. Um, and we're slowly trying to grow that to, to try to keep it sustainable. So the, the club have helped where they can. Um, but really for us, it's a matter of um, we 
getting new mem- new members coming in, but also trying to sustain the current members that we currently got. Yeah, of course. An amazing journey, right? So seven years. When you jumped into, I guess, starting it off, did you know what to do, like opening up a charity and what entails in going into that? Like, obviously, you would have learnt a lot during that process? Yeah, no, absolutely not. So we had no no idea <laughs> from, from, from the offset. It was just a matter of both of us, both probably young at the time, uh, yeah. a bit naive and just saying, look, let's let's just get it done. It should be, should be an easy process. <laughs> uh, little did we know that, the, you know, the government were changing rules around uh, charities and what they can and can't do and yep. uh, one of the biggest things that we have is the tax deductible gift recipients so um, it took us almost two years within that process to really sustain ourselves as a as a governance and yeah, a board well. to to ensure that we had that status and, and be able to offer uh, our services so mm. uh, we were, again we were quite lucky so one of our board members Deepak David currently at the moment um, is an accountant and um, okay. that would have helped <laughs> that certainly helped at, at the time so he, um, he, he worked for a company over in, in Chatswood and, and and they helps you know set it all up for us and it's important for us now he's been there from the beginning he's now yeah. come onto the board and, and, and can help advise us going forward but uh, we basically took the model from from being over from the UK and we basically took the model over from there and, mm. and just thought well parents really on a Monday morning would love to say you know to their colleagues at work I took my child to sport on a Saturday morning, you know, yeah. just like every other parent would want to do. Yeah. Um, and so we, we ensured that we, we've got to make the program on the weekend. It, we want it to be as, as normal as possible. Every yeah. child is, is the same regardless of their age and ability. Um, and I think across the line in terms of volunteers that we had, I'm very lucky with, with the time that they've uh, donated towards us and, yeah. and spent. So we um, yeah, we got, we were able to get the organisation off the ground, and um, yeah, we're trying to trying to build it up as much as we as we possibly can. Yeah, of course. We'll talk about how uh, I guess people can help building it in just a second. But talk me through the process, right? So I'm a parent. I have a child that has a disability. What do I need to do? Is how's the sign up process, and and what's actually involved in the activities that you do, right? Yep. So what we know is just sport. I know you're a big football fan and all that sort of stuff. So what what's actually involved in it? Yeah, so it's it's actually involved. The program initially started off being a multi sport type program. So um, the reason why we've gone into the soccer is that's that's a collaboration that we got at the time. So we yep. got the support from the state governing body uh, and also the local associations and and also the local clubs. So um, we put the banner as soccer but it's not actually soccer as such so mm. we, we work on anything from hand-eye coordination throwing skipping hopping catching um, we run a various uh, degree of different activities so uh, we usually have substations so we may have one where the participants are kicking a ball and they're trying to just uh, strike the ball and knock over a, a bunch of other balls, which we call football bowling. Yeah, uh, nice. Then we have other games such as dodging, so ball rush, you know, with, with some frisbees or uh, avoiding getting hit by a ball, yeah. um, all the way through to a, a small-sided game where some of our participants can play. So we have some very uh, low-support-needs children who, who are able to, to play those games. But then on the other side, we have some very high-support-needs children yeah. who are very much one-on-one who uh, a big win for them is actually getting out of the car and coming to the program and, yeah. and you know not just being involved right yeah, not even exactly. actually you might not be able to participate too much in some of the activities Correct. just actually being out in front of people yep. um, would be very stimulating for them would that be the right way to put it absolutely yeah. absolutely and, and it's a big plus for the family so you can imagine that the burden on on families in terms of yeah. 
you know, the child may not have had a good week, uh, they may not have been well, um, they may have not slept, um, there, there might be behavioural issues, um, yeah. they may not like sport, you know, they want to go outdoors. Um, so they have all these issues and, you know, there may be other siblings as well mm. uh, along the way as well. So, you know, trying to juggle that all and having the opportunity for them to you know, come to a program. I think it, it, it's certainly a big plus from from the families and the feedback that we've we've been provided. And um, I know Victor mentioned, who's who's the manager here at the mm. West Linfield Sport and Rec Centre. You know, he mentioned just coming down, looking at their faces. Mm. You know, the, the sheer excitement of of the kids knowing that they're going to go to a program, they're mm. going to participate, they're going to play. Um, and parents see that and they see the benefits not only for a bit of respite relief for them, but also their child progression, their child does get better at mm. running, hopping, skipping, jumping, um, communicating, um, yep. you know, all those things along with health and, and well-being as well. That's right, yeah, we know the importance of, of health in general, right? And I think, you know, obviously it's great for the kids, but also for the parents as well, right? Yep. So it's, yep. you know, a great relief for them to, you know, be able to put their kids into an environment where there's people like yourself that know what you're doing in that environment and how to control, you know, different behavioural issues and all yep. the stuff that comes with it. But then the sense of relief that they get when they put them, the parents put them back in the car and say, hey, you know, we got them out of the house. Yep. We've got them interacting with other people, other people like with similar conditions to what they've got as well so they can relate maybe a little bit. Because yep. I'd imagine that, you know, if you've, you're a kid with a disability, you can feel a little bit left out. Does that make sense? Because you maybe not, you know, yeah, absolutely. Not have what you've got. Yeah, I think I think the program also offers a bit of added added bonus. You know, there's lots of families that have gone to sports programs, and not to say that they've done anything wrong, but you know, unfortunately for them, they're, they're not able to help assist those children just with the sheer maybe volume of registrations they have, or yeah. they just don't have the capacity to be able to do that. Mm. I guess our program within itself is is very specific. It's it's disability specific. So if somebody is or a child has a disability mm. or living with a disability can come to this program only. Mm. And not only that, we have volunteers who have potentially a background who have worked within or currently working within the, that industry and yeah. um, being able to evaluate and provide the assistance and, and support to those children. I think it's definitely beneficial in terms of what we do. Mm. Um, it's also on a weekly basis. So we, we run the program during each school term. Yep. It's run throughout the whole year, eight-week program, uh, every Saturday morning. Um, you know, so families and there's a, gen, there's a regular routine. So there's no off-season for us. Uh, it's more of a we're here, yep. we're open. Uh, every Saturday. In terms of how we do it, we, we try to collaborate with uh, a lot of organisations as much as possible. So yeah. registrations are through Play Football, which is the uh, national database for registration for, for soccer itself. Which is a website. like play, yeah, Yep, okay. Play Football, yep. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, we, we basically work with the club to try to get the word out and spread through their database and, and their members. We work yeah. with the local associations as well who also spread the word to all of their clubs within within the region. Mm. Uh, we're quite lucky in terms of we've had some small grants from the local council, so Northern Beaches Council and Kurungai Council, yeah, wow. um, and their community teams are also very helpful in terms of spreading the word out I- into the community. Um, and also there's various schools within the area, so St Lucy's based in Warunga are very very good with us as well. We've had relationship with them in terms of running programs at the school, but yeah. also in, in in turn they also try to spread the word to the families to let them know um, about that you're the there basically, yep. yeah, yep. and you're there to help. Okay, is there restrictions around the sort of I guess disabilities that you take 
on. Does that make sense? Like, you know, do you not take on certain disabilities because, you know, you're not, uh, I guess, whether be qualified or haven't worked with them before? Or how, how does all that work? Yeah, um, we've, we've basically never t- um, said no to anyone. So um, disabilities do vary um, yeah. from very low support needs to high support needs. Um, and majority of our participants have an intellectual disability, um, but that's not to say, you know, 10 to 20% have a physical disability. Yep. So, um, I mean, the picture behind us shows, you know, we, we've had, you know, children in, in walking frames with, with supports and yep. um, some of cerebral palsy, um, Down syndrome. So for us, it's just a matter of providing that service and an opportunity for them to participate. And we almost maybe <laughs> for, for our, you know, uh, hard work is to try to find a way to help support them. So even if we can't, you know, I think families are very good in terms of the support that they give us and the advice and information that they can pass on to help communicate or work with their children. And then we also have, you know, relations with Special Olympics and, mm. as I mentioned, local schools as well. Yeah. Uh, and some of our volunteers do work for some of the other organisations, disability organisations. So we try to tap into those skill sets and, and try to better ourselves to try to help you know, those, yeah, of course. those children. Yeah, I think that's interesting, you know, and it's very good as well that the parents come and say, you know, there's my kid and this is what the challenges are and this is what we do that makes it a little bit easier so pass that information on to you which is which is obviously very helpful right because every child regardless of the disability is going to have their own way of learning things and their own way of doing things yeah so it's good that you've got that direction right yeah absolutely i mean we, we try to do our basics in terms of visual cues yeah. and, and and trying to do um examples of each practice and um, but like you mentioned, every 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 child is different, uh, and not only that, their week has been different, you know, yeah, and, yeah, and the night. So, uh, the more ed- information we can get from parents in terms of you know how we can help their child, it only benefits us in terms of our planning and, yeah. and what we can try to do going forward. Yeah, yeah, love that. So, um, how does how does how do people help? You know, and do you need to have a child that has a disability or can you just help in general? Like, what's what's the story around that? Yeah, I, I guess it's, there's uh, probably three faults. Uh, the, the first one is uh, we'd love more participants to come to the program, um, especially at, at Linfield where we're certainly geared up with the support of, of utilising the courts that we have outside and yep. um, we'd love to expand to how we are at Cromer Park and have the two various different groups, uh, which we were at one point, but we'd love to have that throughout the whole year. Uh, we understand because we're a year-round programme, you know, kids have to try other, other sports and yeah, other programmes and yeah. other networks and have other responsibilities too and, and it's hard for families. Um, but ideally what we'd like to do is grow with our participants and, and help support uh, the need within the area um, so that's that's one I guess the second one also would be uh, volunteering so it's, again throughout we've run throughout the year some volunteers can can do some terms and not yeah. other terms um, ideally for us we'd, we'd love to expand on our volunteer base and, and have more hands on deck um, and that, that could be something simple as just helping assist coming down on a day um, helping with the groups and mm. Some of our volunteers don't have any experience. They, they're just simply parents that just want to come and help and yep. um, help assist. So there isn't a skill set as such. And what we try to do is help provide some guidance and, and uh, education to, to help upskill them, to make them feel confident enough that they, they are making that difference. Yep. Um, and I guess thirdly will be sustainability for us. So because we're 100% volunteer base. There's only so much goodwill we can, we can provide <laughs> in terms of our time. So, yeah. um, you know, and that's not to say, you know, we've got to pay bills. We've got to pay insurances and, 
all the other things that come with the overheads of running running an organisation. So, quite luckily, we've been um, we we did run two tried to run two fundraisers a year, but you know, like last year, COVID hit us, so we couldn't run any fundraisers. Yep. Uh, that provides some lifeline in terms of supplement supplementing the programs. So mm. we try to reduce the fees for the participants as much as we can. Yeah. Um, but you know the local councils have provided us with some small grant funding, you know, to help us purchase equipment. So, yep. I guess in terms of sustainability, it's, it's really providing some funds to help us to go and continue this program, but also to build upon it. Because yep. the last thing we want to do is just keep doing the same thing over and over and just mm. go around in circles. We want to want to grow it and want to provide a valuable, um, I guess, opportunity for for children to learn. Yeah, and keep improving it, right? And I think. You're, you're in a, uh, the charity that you do, you come across so many different type of people and kids and different responsibilities and different needs, right? So that forces you to continue to grow. Yep. What, what's next for the charity? Like wh- wh- where are you taking it next and what's like the, the goal for the next few years? Yeah, for us really is to build upon a lot of cohort of our parents are coming from Hornsby and, you know, the data shows that there, are, that there is a large uh, a volume of children with disabilities in, in Hornsby. It also makes sense for us to help support in Hornsby there is, there is a special needs school there also and St Lucy's sits on the borderline as well but um, really for us is to support the children coming coming from Hornsby yeah. uh, ideally we don't want parents travelling 30 minutes down the road just to just to get to programs um, so that would be, be our, our next step in terms of building this particular program uh, what we did do back in the day when we first set up the organisation is actually run uh, sports programs for children with uh, from disadvantaged backgrounds Um, So something that we would like to continue to do down the track is provide sports programs for for disadvantaged children, uh, but also um, youth as well, so Mm. disadvantaged youth. So we've we've done programs for uh, youth justice and and, um, people who may be homeless or um, youth refuge programs as well. So we've done sort of um, kick... Kick, kickboxing and um, uh, exercise programs for for girls only. Um, yep. So, really down the track, we want to try to build that portfolio up again, and um, that would be something long term. But yep. really, trying to sustain our current programs, the two that we currently got, is, is a short term goal, yep. uh, and slowly expanding. Um, our reach in our programs yeah love it man look um you know we initially spoke on the phone about doing this sort of thing and at that point i was like intrigued by it all because you know like it's not something that if you don't have a kid that has a disability like you wouldn't be you know you wouldn't need to come down to this sort of thing but hearing about and understanding the process like um all credit to you you know this uh, it's a massive responsibility that you're taking on with yourself and your other partners that are actually in it so Thank you for sharing the, the story with us. Um, when those fundraisers come up, reach out to us. And if there's anyone else that's listening that wants to get involved in something like this, I'll make sure I pass them over to you. And thank you for everything you're doing because there needs to be more of this stuff, sort of stuff set up and probably more awareness around it because I wasn't actually aware of it. So appreciate you sharing the story, being on the podcast. And, uh, yeah, if there's anything else we can do, just let us know. No, thank you. Appreciate you having taken the time and allowing us being on the podcast. It's all good, man. No worries at all. Take care. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to the Everything Local podcast with Josh Saliba. We really want to push the community and showcase the local businesses by providing them a platform to tell their story. Support these businesses by following the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you are a business or know of a business in the local area and would like to feature them on an episode, please contact Josh Saliba with the contacts provided in the show notes. 
Tune in next week for another episode of the Everything Local podcast.